You're a podcast, Mr. Grinch. You've got a bad podcast. You probably smoke some weed on it and say things about women, <laughs> Mr. Grinch. I wouldn't listen Your to you with 39 is... and a half foot headphones. <laughs> Okay, yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Half foot headphones seems like a really outdated source of listening to something. Maybe. With thirty nine and a half foot AirPods, <laughs> they're stilts. Because we. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my name is Jackson McMurray. My name is Ally McMurray. Woo. My name is Keisha Rose. I was at McMurray. This... <laughs> this is no nerds allowed. Merry Christmas! Happy Merry holidays! Merry, Merry Christmas! Happy Chrysler! I've seen that fine. Merry I'm Christmas! Hip. Adeline, do you want to do, do you want to uh, uh, talk to Cade? Yeah, real quick, real quick. Hey, Cade. Hey, hey, Cade. I need you to stop being an enabler for me. <laughs> I can count on Cade to say the wackest shit in the chat without fail every time we stream. They're just like, I hey, just, Adeline, so, you remember that weird ass thing from Tumblr? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> Wait, no, I don't know about oh, this. Oh, you don't know so, about this? So oh, well. Cade is positing that Tony the Tiger and the Grinch used to be in a relationship. Oh, uh, there's their fan exes. art. Hold on. I got, yeah, hold on. Why? Why did that happen? Somebody needs yeah. to tell me the story. What? I don't okay, know. Okay, well, I found I an entire see, image of the chemistry. entire Tumblr uh, thread, so I'm just, give me okay. a moment. Hold on. We can do a dramatic reading. Yeah, here we go. Does the Grinch play soccer or something? Is that yeah, why man, that's the, the, the that's a deleted scene. Every time I listen to your immune with Mr. Grinch, I can't help but sit there and think, what did the Grinch do to hurt you? Because dude just stands there for two minutes and 58 seconds and drags the Grinch into the dirt. Because the Grinch is a Grinch. He's a little Scrooge who doesn't like Christmas. No, that's why. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, so I guess I kind of get that. He stole Christmas, Kayla. Stop with your not all Grinches propaganda. You know, what if someone told me I was a three-decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich with arsenic sauce? I'd probably be bitter enough to steal Christmas, too. Interestingly, though The Grinch Who Stole Christmas is narrated by Boris Karloff, the big musical number is sang by the late Thurl Ravenscroft, an American voice actor better known as the voice of Tony the Tiger. Okay, so we're there. We've made it. Yeah, we've made it. Oh, we've got it. We're there. Hey! (laughs) So, okay, I don't need to dig any deeper into this. I'm satisfied. (laughs) So the, the headcanon is that it's Tony the Tiger singing You're a Bad One, Mr. Grinch, because they broke right. up. And then fan fiction and fan art ensues because it's Tumblr and they and they fucking right, ship right, right. internet browsers, so they have no shame. <laughs> Why is it that you always... Whenever there's a ship we're trying to find content for, we can never find it. But it's always the stuff we didn't ask <laughs> for that always. God, there's no, there's no fun. Like it's the, it's the obvious ones. I'm still upset that there's no fan art 
for the fucking, uh, the conductor and the hobo from the Polar Express. Like, that just seems like, because, like, everybody watches that, like, once a year. Are you telling me no 14-year-old in 2014 saw that and then just glommed onto it and started writing fan fiction and fan art? Are you telling me? Are you telling me that? The horny... The horny tweens of this nation need to really yeah, get it together. Because they fucking they fucking watched the Lorax and they were like, ah, hell yeah, that guy's sexy as f. What if I made a million alternate universes where they made out? They did that, and they won't go the extra step, one more step, and that's hey, maybe the conductor for the Polar Express and the hobo have like a weird kind of like romantic past. So it's like definitely subplot in the movie already. Like, come on. I guess they just they just put all their attention on the Lorax. They really did. They, they really fucking didn't did, get man. To, we didn't get have enough overflow energy. Um, God, now I'm just thinking about Sans Undertale and all the fucking AUs for that. And they're ca- Kate is an enabler for me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So we're talking. We're talking. Ron Howard. Wait. Grinch. Hold on. Real fast. Kate okay, brought up okay, another sure. thing. So, okay. There's like this like weird, it keeps happening time and time and again, or it's like the longevity of a Tumblr post where someone mm-hmm. will like say a funny idea and then someone will make fan art of it and then someone will write fan fiction of it and then someone will start a scam where they start a GoFundMe in order to actually <laughs> make that thing happen and then it never happens, and all those people get scammed out of their money. This has happened, like, three times. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're saying that okay. somebody wanted to actually make something with Tony the Tiger and Grinch, and then, like, started started a, a, a GoFundMe for it, and then didn't do anything. And there was that huge one where it was a picture of a bear and a cop, like, standing next to each other, and people <laughs> made all this fan art out of it, and, like, a comic out of it, and then they were oh, like, that's oh, right. we're I gonna make that. a real TV show out of this, and then just took people's money and ran. <laughs> like, it's just, why does it keep <laughs> happening? Why is this a pattern? It's because... I don't know if you can just get on Tumblr and be like, "Hey, what's up, fellow teens?" and just have a quirky enough idea. People will give you fucking money. Yeah, that's fair. And that's they fair. shouldn't. They should stop doing that. <laughs> or, um, or we should just hop on that. Take yeah, advantage. You're right. We should just <laughs> yeah, have fuck, you're plenty right. of dumb Hello, ideas. Hello, fellow teens. Give us your money. <laughs> so okay, so we start a GoFundMe mm-hmm. to. To produce a Polar Express spinoff that's a rom-com about yeah. the hobo and the conductor. Yeah, it's a prequel. And we say that we've gotten an email from Tom Hanks. Yeah. It's not true, but and <laughs> we're going to ask, we're going to set our goal for $10,000 to produce a pilot, and then we'll just <laughs> live, like, move to Florida, right? Yeah, like, like what, yeah. That's, and then we just that's move that to for Mexico. us. Yeah. Yeah. And then you throw your iPhone and your computer into an alligator, and then you get a different one. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's just smooth sailing from there. Yeah. And then we delete this podcast episode just to be safe. Yeah, maybe the whole podcast, maybe this is like, once we make enough money, like, we don't have to be podcasters anymore, because, you know... Because obviously, we're, we're only in into podcasting for the money, obviously. Yeah, this is the only way I can sustain myself. If I had any other source of income, I would quit this podcast so fucking fast. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. my god. Podcast yeah. is like the new mining. Like, I don't want to like, be a miner. Yeah. <laughs> I got the black lung from black podcasting. Sometimes too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or we like fishing. The same mining pole. Yeah, I got the black lung, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> 
We should do Zoolander 2 eventually. We should. We should just do uh, Zoolander. Why Zoolander 2? Because I always... It's just a fond <laughs> memory of mine when Adeline and I, on one of the first times we just were old enough to for me to just drive you to the movie theater, we could go see a movie as friends, and it was opening day of Deadpool, and we were like, actually, we're going to go see Zoolander 2 instead. That's going to be the horse that we're going to bet on in this race. It's Zoolander 2. Uh, and that was... It's a. It was a bad choice, but it was one that I will treasure that w- <laughs> forever. Isn't that movie just like two hours of Zoolander fat shaming his son? Yeah, wasn't I don't even remember him having a son. Yeah, fat he's got like a son who's like ugly because he's kind of chubby, and that's just like the whole movie. And then like the world <laughs> ends or something. I don't know. But uh, there is Benedict Cumberbatch, is that, like, model with the white wig who looks exactly like that art, that makeup artist that got canceled, Jeffrey Star. Oh, like Jeffrey Star, yeah. right. Okay. <laughs> that anyway. makeup artist that got canceled. The, the, one, the one joke from Zoolander 2 that I think is really funny that I still think about is Kyle Mooney playing this, like, millennial fashion designer who just goes up to Ben Stiller and it's just like, oh, your look, it fucking sucks. I love it. It's so shitty. It's so great. And they're like, excuse me? And they're like, yeah, no, seriously, it's one of the best things I've seen all year. It's so fucking terrible. And you're like, what? I don't know. I just think that's really funny. Yeah, because it's literally it's, you, Jackson. Yeah, it's just a very astute observation. I felt seen by Kyle I felt, Moody oh, there's me. I feel uh, representation matters. <laughs> so... The Grinch. Or excuse me. It's not called The Grinch. How the it's Grinch called, Stole Christmas. There's there's a lot going on in the chat, and we're choosing not to engage yep, with that. Yep, 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 um, <laughs> The How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So here's here's how this movie came to be. Yes. Ron Howard sat down, and he was no. like, what if there was a place where all of my fetishes could be in the same two-hour span of film? I don't even know what you're referring to, but I'm going to go and keep Are going. Are you talking about, yeah, that, what about that scene where everybody's fucking force-feeding him fudge, Jackson? Go look <laughs> me in the weird. eyes and say that doesn't Come have on. an uncomfortably horrible amount of horny energy to it. It does not. It what doesn't. are you talking about? It absolutely it does. This movie is do you horrifying. Think, this is not Do you not think fudge. Matilda is pandering to Danny DeVito's fetishes? No, because nobody gets force fed and fudge in that movie. Yes, yes, yes. they do. Oh, that the whole scene where he has a whole giant cake. Are they? Yes, but he's eating it. Nobody's holding it down and forcing fudge into his mouth and no, then jiggling no, no. him it's around and sending him down the head, and put more fudge Adeline, into his mouth. The head mistress literally holds an entire assembly and makes the whole school watch. Is he dressed up in a furry green costume and has he been incredibly weird and boring the entire time? Not the same thing. That's that's yes, it's not the same thing. I am not trying to say that Matilda is horny. I'm trying to say how the Grinch stole Christmas is very horny. No, it's not. That scene, okay. Okay, that scene starts off with the Grinch face planting into a woman's boobs. Are you going to tell me? Are you going to look me in the eye and tell me? You have got a tremendous amount of, of, Keisha, can you, can you agree with me that there's, that, we feel relatively little horny energy in this movie? Yeah, if the, what if the we're gonna fuck? rate this, uh, I cannot, this is not a hot take, this, this, this is a cold take. No, no, take. there is not, there isn't horny energy in this movie. You think there's horny energy in a movie where there's a, like a six-year-old girl singing a song about like her Are lost you- faith in Christmas? <laughs> 
earnestly. Not in that scene. That scene where the Grinch is part of this all movie. the jokes of him wandering around naked. And then, yeah, thank you, Kate. It is a raunchy movie because it's fucking Jim Carrey. Of course it is. There's he tells a difference. The entire, he makes the fucking mayor kiss his dog's asshole. And then he face plants <laughs> into a woman's boobs. And then they force feed him Why do you think that's... There's a difference between raunchy comedy and genuine horniness, Adeline. Are you s- we make jokes about dicks and butts all the time. We're not horny when we do that. <laughs> Jackson, I'm not saying... Oh, my God. Yes, thank you. God, it's not... I, God, I don't even know how to explain it to you because I thought this was just a normal human perception of, like... You, you grew up on the internet. Have you ever I seen there an are image moments. and, like, you just have that hypersensitivity of, like, oh, this is actually porn. Like, I feel like that's what this whole movie is. Oh, my God. I will, I will I'm concede, sorry that's how you watch this movie. I will concede that Martha Mayhew is a thing. And I will also concede that the two girls in the, when they're, like, the, all the teens climbing the mountain at the beginning have big porn energy for reasons I can't quite put my finger on. Um, But other than that, it's just a movie about Jim Carrey being a doofus. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the entirety of the movie, and I'm not saying it's every single scene. I'm saying there are a lot of very specific scenes where, like, it just comes out of nowhere. Like, those girls, like Martha Mayhew, like, them force-feeding him that funge is super weird. Yes, that's Kay just brought up the perfect example of that. Like, it's just, right. it just all has, like... I don't think, I don't think this movie is a deep embofication. No, but there are definitely art. scenes that, like, just have that energy of, like, oh, there's something, there's something weird going on here. And, like, it's not explicit in any way, but, like, you just, you know, you know? So, Dr. Seuss died. Yeah. Right? And then... Rest in peace. He was always very adamant about not wanting to make movies about his work. Outside of, like, the odd Christmas special or whatever. Like, television special. Um, And as soon as he died, uh, his wife was pretty eager (laughs) to sell off the rights to as many movies as she could. Yep, 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 yep. And she wrote a letter to... What studio is this? Is it Paramount? This is Universal. Yeah. Universal. Uh, she wrote a letter to Universal Studios, unsolicited, basically saying, you can have the Grinch on these conditions. And here's a quote from that letter. Uh, it states that any actor submitted for the Grinch must be of comparable stature to Jack Nicholson, Jim Carrey, Robin Williams, or Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> Additionally... Uh, I will not consider a director or writer who has not earned at least $1 million on a previous picture. Oh my goodness. I really wish that this movie was How the Grinch Stole Christmas starring Jack Nicholson so bad. How horrible would that be? What if it was was Dustin Hoffman, though? (laughs) Dustin Hoffman! (laughs) What if it was year 2000 Dustin Hoffman? He's just rain manning. Oh my god! Uh, That's, it'd be so horrible. God, I feel um, like, okay, well, here's the thing. It's because Jack Nicholson fucking hated working on Batman. There's no way he's gonna enjoy working on The Grinch Stole Christmas. Like, there's no I mean, way. He didn't, he, he didn't hate working on Batman. He just didn't take it seriously. I guess, yeah. but he's gonna take How The Grinch Stole Christmas seriously? 
Well, no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It still. It's because, like, um, it, on paper, that's the best thing in the world. Jack Nicholson is the Grinch. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Of course. But, right. like, the reality um, which I is not like to say, just kind of phone it in. Right. Which is to say that I don't think any of these actors outside of Jim Carrey were considered. No, probably uh, not. It, Except that's by Dr. Seuss's wife. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so... Basically, they start trying to get directors together, and we all know ultimately Ron Howard signs on, which is a fucking weird choice, yep, considering yep, yep. his previous work was like a psychological thriller about a guy with schizophrenia and a hard sci-fi movie about the, not even sci-fi, a like science movie about Apollo 13 where people do a bunch of math on screen. Yeah. Um, and they were like, what if you directed Jim Carrey in The Grinch? And he did it, and that was what happened. But and he did that. Apparently, Universal was trying to get Tom Shadiak, who is the guy who directed, uh, like, Ace Ventura and a bunch of other, like, goofy comedies since then. Worked with Jim Carrey before. Totally makes sense. Farrelly Brothers, directors of uh, Dumb and Dumber. Same thing. Comedy guys. Worked with Jim Carrey before, famously. John Hughes was trying to get this movie. And Gary Ross. Like, all of these guys make total sense for this kind of movie. Yeah. And for some reason, <laughs> they went with Ron Howard for reasons I'm not 100% certain about. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think um, here's why I figured it out. Because okay. Ron Howard directed and produced the film Far and Away, in which Tom Cruise... Per- gives a very comedic performance, uh, a, a bad <laughs> Irish accent. He throws right, right. Nicole Kidman into a into a bathtub, and while not wearing a hat, asks her if he likes his hat or if she likes his hat, over right, and right, over right. again. Punches a horse in the face, dies and comes back <laughs> right. to life. It's all the same beats as the Grinch, if you think about it. Yeah, that, uh-huh. there was a there was at one point where one of the teachers at our high school made one of their classes watch Far and Away for some reason. But I wasn't in that class or didn't have that teacher. And there were there was like a week yeah, where it was a whole- suddenly suddenly the entire school was doing bits about Far and Away, it seemed. Yes. And I totally didn't understand. I still haven't seen it. And I Can still we, feel left out about it, to be frank. The same thing happened when all of the English classes read Things Fall Apart, and then suddenly everyone was making jokes about Things Fall Apart. <laughs> Which is definitely a different energy, but was also very funny at the time. Right. Because, yeah, Keisha, you can attest to this. There was like a week where suddenly our entire school was going around saying, Tell me you like my hat. Tell me you like my hat. And I was like, what is this? I don't get this. No, Jackson, I very much participated in that because the teacher was (laughs) the one and only Dave Hughes. I'm so sorry, podcast audience, but I, Dave Hughes was slash is a teacher at Lewis and Clark High School who is famously very bad at teaching history and only is really there so that he can participate in coaching football. And I'm obsessed with Dave Hughes. <laughs> we, have, we haven't shouted out Dave Hughes on this podcast Oh my before. gosh, shout out. I, oh my gosh, shout out to Dave Hughes. I'm spiraling. Um, <laughs> okay. So they get Ron Howard and apparently the first like week and a half of shooting on this movie, Jim Carrey just went 
apeshit in a bad way uh-huh. because he fucking hated the makeup so much. And there were, like, apparently two whole weeks of people trying to, like, manage Jim Carrey and corral him on set and stop him from literally just destroying trailers he was in because he was so mad. Until eventually, at least according to Wikipedia, um, which did have a citation on it that I didn't click through, my bad, but... (laughs) Uh, according to Wikipedia, what what made Jim Carrey finally calm down was he reached out to a connection he had with the CIA, and he had somebody come and teach him torture resistance techniques. Yeah, because it took like yeah. ten hours for him to get into the makeup, is what I heard. Right. Like, really the number I keep time. seeing the number I keep seeing is that every day it spent it took him three hours to get into it, and then one hour to get out of it. Yeah, and he I heard it's way longer than that. Because that. that just sounds like the fucking worst thing in the world. Like, taking a long time to, like, get into makeup or get into a costume, like, sucks. Don't get me wrong. But the idea right. that, like, you're acting, you're doing all this stuff, and, like, you're at the end of the day, you're fucking hot and sweaty and exhausted and you just want to die. And they're like, all right, three hours, let's get you out of it now. <laughs> like, that just sounds right. like the yeah. worst thing in the world. And to be fair, in the opposite direction, though. Jim Carrey is, by all accounts, a crazy person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and is not pleasant to work with ever. Yeah. <laughs> basically. Because the dude was paid $20 million to star in a movie at age, like, 23. Yeah. And it's like, it is impossible to be a normal human being. <laughs> after yeah, yeah. I feel like. Just to have the entire world be like, yeah, he's great. We think you're really funny and we're going to pay you millions of dollars to just do you, Jim. Like, that would fuck you up so yeah, bad, he's just I feel like, like. he's one of those human beings that's just set up to fail in terms of being a human being, you know? Right. Like, and he has these, I read this interview today while I was, like, doing, like, background Grinch research, talking about um, The Truman Show. Mm-hmm. And the director of that movie, oh, I can't remember his name, um, regardless, he says, like, you know... Jim likes to do, like, more dramatic movies, right? He likes the way people respond to them, and he likes, you know, doing something different and shaking things up. But the reality is, is that you have to fucking tire him out in order to get him to act serious. Yeah. Like, Mm. Jim Carrey gets on set and he's like, for, like, eight takes. And then once he gets tired, like, you have to tire him out like a little kid. And then after that, you're like... Okay, so now start rolling. I mean, how does they do Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind then? Because he's know. straight up a clam in that movie. Yeah, it's and that's the thing. I think that speaks to God. I can't remember the name of the director of that movie either. God damn it! There's so many people um, in the world. But um, it it also speaks to the fact that like Jim Carrey in his own right has sort of become like. A respected actor in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like a respected dramatic actor based on his sort of limited work in the field. But like, there is something to be said about the fact that he has not worked with basically any high profile auteur directors. Uh, yeah, because I don't think, I don't think they could do it. I don't think they could yeah, handle it. Yeah, exactly. He gives his best performances when he's working with like a young scrappy director who has something to prove and will will put up with it. So really to put up with Jim Carrey in order to make a right. movie. Right. <laughs> And then, like, you know, but if you were to pitch, like, oh, hey, 
Steven Spielberg, you want to work with Jimbo? He'd be like, um, no, actually, I think life's too short for me to do that. And so he doesn't. Um, but yeah, it's just, he's such, he's such a weird guy. Um, yeah, he was on Comedians in Cars getting coffee with, uh, right. I almost said Steven Seinfeld. That's not his name. Because <laughs> we were talking about Don't say, don't say Rakisha. What's his name? <laughs> Why can't I fucking remember Seinfeld's first name? <laughs> <laughs> it's such a normal name. It's one of it the It is. That's what I'm world. like literally like cycling through every white guy name in my head. <laughs> David? No. Um, I'll give you a hint. David it's the Seinfeld. same name as one of our grandparents. Dallas? <laughs> yes. You Bill? got it. <laughs> what? Or what are you talking about? It's Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry. That's what it is. Thank you. Jerry. Jerry. Uh, No, stop it. Headquarter Productions. It's too late. I hate my brain sometimes. Anyway, he was on Comedian's Coffee Car with Jerry Seinfeld. Right. And he just like, you you have in your brain, you're like, oh, this is what Jim Carrey is like. And it's just like. That was just, like, exactly what Jim Carrey was like. He's, like, wearing the weirdest clothes in the world. They, like, go to a cafe, and he, like, climbs through a window and over a wall in order to get into the cafe. And they go to his house, and it's just, like, he's got those weird, like, chairs that are, like, hands, but they're, like, different colors. He's got all this, like, weird art all over his house. You're just like, yep, right. that's Jim Carrey. Because he's a painter, too. He made a lot of money painting a little while ago. Um. And he's super into whatever the, like, weird, like, light therapy is, where it's like, oh, you the colors naturally in your body can get out of balance, so you can pay somebody to blast you with whatever colors you have a deficiency UV of, radiation. like blue, like blue or yellow. He was like, the other day, the other day I had a big yellow deficiency, so I had somebody <laughs> fix that for me. Well, he's also a person who's, like, had severe problems with, like, depression and stuff, hasn't he? Well, yeah, Yeah. exactly. And that's the thing that's so weird. It's like he – all people are people. No matter how crazy somebody is, they're still a person. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. It's it's so – it's Just, like, layered on top of, like, being an eccentric person, on top of having, like, money and fame from a very young age, on top of – Right. It's just a lot. It's a lot to deal with, but I think it manifests in an excellent performance of the Grinch. <laughs> in the how the yeah. Grinch suffers. and that's what's weird is that it seems like Jim Carrey hated every second of being on this movie, from everything that I've read. But yet, it doesn't he's come good out. in this. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, I couldn't tell. Yeah. I think like once um, he got going, he was having fun with it because it's a fun character. Right. Um. Yeah, because no one's you... gonna say he's doing too much when he's the Grinch, you know? Yeah, no one's gonna be right. like, all right, I need you to tone that down man. a little bit. It's like, no, it's the fucking Grinch. You can do whatever you want, Jimbo. Right. And, like, that's what's good about this movie. Yeah. It's just, like, Jim Carrey riffing. Like, that's funny always. Yeah. There's no point where Jim Carrey starts, like, you know, going off on some tangent, doing some kind of weird bit where I'm like, oh, come on, let's get back to the story, okay? <laughs> um, this is a 30-minute story, and I would like to get back to it, please. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, I haven't heard this one before, and I don't want to <laughs> miss the details. So here's a watch, piece of. Oh, I just say Go I can watch the scene where he like where he's just like coming back home. He's like bringing trash in, 
like swinging on a zip line <laughs> and eating glass right. bottles. Like I could watch that scene over and over again. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I wish that was the whole movie. Just, just, just that scene, s- like seven screaming times. Screaming at his echo. <laughs> just speaking of like the production of this movie, before we move on to just like sort of talk about the work itself, yeah. there's one piece of IMDb trivia uh, that I want to read for you guys. This one says, Tim Burton's adaptation would have been darker and the Grinch would have been a more despicable character. Oh, what does that mean? What does that mean? Um, what does that which, mean? And just, just to be clear, uh, there is no evidence to see that Tim Burton was ever considered to direct this movie. I fucking Never seemed to show any okay. interest. I was a Tim Burton, like, fangirl for a really long time, and it bothered me back then, and it bothers me now, where somebody will take any fucking story or movie and be like, here's what it would look like if Tim Burton made it, and then if they just, like, take the Corpse Bride art style and, like, draw that person Mm -hmm. in it. Right, right, And I'm like, you're fucking, that's not fucking what the movie would be like, you assholes. That's not even his (laughs) art style, really. Like, you haven't even looked at his art because that's not what he draws like. They're like, if he did The Little Mermaid, she would be like a skeleton fish. And it's like, no, the fuck <laughs> she wouldn't. Why would she? God, it's just... It's, I just I hate know, it so much. I want to know what what a Tim Burton Grinch would be like. Like, would he be a cannibal? Or is that why he's the only Grinch left? No, he wouldn't. Or... He would just be the Grinch. Tim Burton would just do the Grinch. Why would he be yeah. a cannibal? Why would Tim Burton change the story like that? I Tim don't Burton know. has That's never changed the story That's like that. They... And That's what, what are you fucking talking about? Um, if Tim are you Burton kidding made me? How the Grinch Stole Christmas, he fucking made The Nightmare Before Christmas. He literally fucking I'm sorry. did it. You're saying that Tim Burton doesn't change the plots of things? Have you seen? Have you seen Alice in Wonderland? Have you <laughs> put your eyes on that film? Okay, but because Alice isn't a zombie in that. The Red Queen does, isn't a fucking skeleton lady. Like, of course he changes the plots That's of things, but saying. it's not like the way the, the Tumblr does it. Like, are you talking like I fucking? See it. Okay, do it. But what I'm saying in ten more years. <laughs> If, the, Tim, if Burton Tim Burton Grinch. made The Grinch Stole Christmas, it would just be How the Grinch Stole Christmas, but maybe, like, aesthetically maybe a little bit different, and maybe, like, different story beats. Like, it wouldn't... It's just Krampus. You've, Krampus you've spoken Christmas. that into existence. There is a 100% chance that Tim Burton directs a fucking shitty-ass How the Grinch Stole Christmas movie in the Woo-hoo! next 10 years. I he can't fucking, wait. He already did Nightmare Before Christmas. The whole point of it was it to be the antithesis of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Why would he then turn around and just do How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Be- Adeline, to subvert I don't think you understand that Tim Burton it's is so asshole. shitty now. No, he's Tim been Burton. so chitty- shitty for so long. I watched yeah. the fucking documentary series on Netflix, the How Christmas Movies Were Made one, and just talking about right. what a shit bag that the Tim Burton was during the Nightmare Before Christmas and how he screwed over every woman he came in t- contact with during the production and how he See, would I don't, throw I don't necessarily... about the production. It's just, it's bad. See, I don't mean as a person, be that as it may. I just mean as a as an artist, as a filmmaker. That's fair. That's really fair. When was the last time Tim Burton did something and you're like, ooh. What about when like, he gave that guy yeah. a robot arm in Dumbo? Uh, yeah, that's probably... And then did nothing with a robot arm. Yeah, it was like... Yeah. yeah. And every time every time you hear an announcement about a new Tim Burton movie, you're like, oh, God fucking damn it. Uh, again? Like... 
because, like, um, what comes to mind is that stupid fan art that, like, fluctuates around. Not to shit all over the artist who did it, but it's like, if Tim Burton did the Disney princesses and Belle is, like, covered right. in blood, and I'm like, fucking, that's not what it would be. <laughs> like, it just it annoys me so much. I think it, it is. Boring, it's the Alice probably. in Wonderland cutoff. If you include Sweeney Todd, some people like Sweeney Todd. Some people love yeah. Sweeney Todd. I think Sweeney Todd is probably the last cool thing that he did. When did Sweeney Todd come out? Yeah, it goes. Yeah, we looked Sweeney at that. Todd, that 2007, was like 2010. Sweeney Todd Alice was like his last true banger. Yeah. Then Dark Shadows. Frank and Weenie. I like Frank and Weenie. I love Frank it's and fun. Weenie. Yeah, Frank and Weenie. Can yeah, I, think, I think Frank and Weenie is fucking boring. Okay, the original okay, short well. film is fucking boring as hell, but the stop motion movie is actually pretty good. I think it's sweet and lovely, and it's. I like a slower Halloween movie. I don't think everything needs to happen in Halloween. Listen, Jackson, you have some opinions that I disagree with too, but I don't, I don't sleep through them. I don't make funny snoring sounds now, do I? You know what's bad though? You know what's a bad movie? Miss Peregrine's Home, Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. I saw that movie Dr. in theaters and it was terrible. Kids. I haven't seen it. I 100% believe you. X-Men, but fantasy, I guess time travel <laughs> we gotta get like we gotta start like a support group and we can get like tim burton and robert zemeckis and ang lee <laughs> like and like maybe like m night Shyamalan can teach a master class on how to stop sucking ass at making movies like you know how to do it good you did it good why are you doing it bad <laughs> right has there ever has there ever been a Besides M. Night Shyamalan, has there ever been a director who's had, like, a successful comeback from a streak of horrible movies? Don't call it a comeback. Mm. I think that's it. Because I, I, find, I find M. Night Shyamalan to be so inspiring, like, genuinely. Yeah. Like. Just rain it in he a made, bit, buddy. <laughs> he made Last Airbender, The Happening, and After Earth back to back. And that was, like. You're done in this town, buddy. <laughs> you got like, you got to move. Yeah, like you need to go live somewhere else. Like this is not happening for you. But he was at that point, he's a very rich man. He was a successful director for mm -hmm. many years. A young man. He was like, "You know what? I'm going to stop asking people for money." <laughs> that's that's my move. When I make movies from now on, I'm paying for them. And that was like the kick in the pants that he needed to like really care about it and like, like make, make good movies movie. again yeah i about to say it's yeah. really easy to make a shitty movie when someone's like here's a billion dollars i don't care <laughs> right I think yeah it's exactly so like if he was so much in that like rut of oh m night Shyamalan, the master twist artist there's gonna be a huge twist in this movie get ready for the twist right. and then that gimmick made sense for the sixth sense that's that's a fun sentence but, like, not every movie needs, which is also something that a lot of movies are falling into now. Not every, every movie, movie can be Frozen. Twist. Did M. Night yeah. Shyamalan direct Frozen? <laughs> yeah. There's a non-zero chance Shyamalan directs a live-action Frozen remake, I feel like. Oh, my fucking God. In the next ten years, countdown to Oh, my it. God. Yeah. I just realized we're probably going to live through a live-action Frozen, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. It's hard to say. I really Are they making that. a Frozen 3 is the question. I don't know. See, here's the thing. I wouldn't be mad about it because Frozen 2 might be one of my favorite movies. So if they made Frozen 2, mm. I would. if they made Frozen 3, I would probably be like, okay, what are you, do what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? I accept that as your 
I accept that as your true opinion and your true expression of your feelings. I am rolling my eyes at you. But though. you don't like fucking Frozen 2. Jackson, Frozen 2 is so freaking pretty. It's a gorgeous Frozen 2 film. is perfectly fine. I, it's I, like, I, really like I saw Frozen that 2. movie on Thanksgiving Day, and it was really depressing being there, so maybe that's why I don't like Frozen yeah, 2. Yeah, but he's got trauma associated. Let's just make a list of all the movies that we have trauma associated with, and we'll just go through those films and see if we can get a new opinion on them. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why I don't like Rogue One as much as everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Should we talk about the film that is in the title of this <laughs> podcast? How the Grinch yeah, probably over this far into the, the day. <laughs> we'll just call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come back some other time. But you, you got your Christmas special right here, and we're not talking about the movie. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so, let's just go through... So, here's here's my big take. Yes. All right. This movie... Basically, the events of the book, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, take place in the last, like, 20 minutes of this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything before then is, like, basically just giving him a meaningful motivation to steal Christmas this particular year, you know? Yeah. Otherwise, it's like he always hates Christmas. What's different about this year? And Ron Howard's yeah, like, "Well, I'll tell you what's motivation? different about this year." Well, they forced fed him a bunch of fudge, and now he's gonna kill all of them. <laughs> That's not why he was he was into the fudge. He did. He, <laughs> yeah, he, he got angry the about the fudge at the end. Um, it's it, shaming he doesn't like. I honestly, the structure of this movie. Everybody always says like, "Oh, Grinch! It's a twenty-minute story. Don't don't make it." Uh, feature length it can't do that you're always adding all this bullshit honestly i think the big picture structure of this movie is perfectly fine you know i like the the sort of plot elements that ron howard adds to it and i think that and you know a lot of that time is also just spent you know doing a sort of hangout movie it was just like let's watch the grinch in his home and he says some funny stuff. And, and he, like, rules. goes to the toilet and he makes himself a sandwich. And you're like, haha, yeah. Jim, he's funny. Um, <laughs> and, but I think that, I don't know, there's something about this movie, I don't I it's hard for me to say whether I actually like it or not, you know? I've watched it perhaps a half dozen times over the course of my life. Yeah. It's a Christmas classic. It comes on every once in a while. And I, when it comes to, like, actively criticizing it, I feel like I don't have a lot. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just, I don't know, it's perfectly... I don't... No strong feelings from me. Yeah, well, it's... it's... going to be a good podcast. <laughs> anyway, see you guys next week. But... <laughs> What if we just Sometimes open the podcast the take... and we're like, I have no opinions about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I chose that we would talk about this movie, but it's fine. I mean, really. Right. <laughs> Sometimes your hot take is there is no hot take. And that's right, perfectly yeah. okay. Yeah. Sometimes like, I feel being like okay is okay. The main... I like the difference in like the moral of the story versus the original. Because the original is like... Grinch fucking hates Christmas. The Who's get all their Who shit, and he fucking hates it, so he steals all the Who shit because he thinks that that'll stop Christmas. But it's like, 
in in the original, the Who's understand the true meaning of Christmas, and they show the Grinch the true meaning of Christmas when he steals all their shit, and they're still happy mm-hmm. afterwards. In this version, the Who's are a bunch of fucking capitalist assholes that just want to buy shit. Like they, they, it's a weird thing where they're they're learning the lesson at the same time as the Grinch is. Like right. they're it's... all about the consumerism, and that it takes the Grinch stealing their stuff to be reminded that the stuff isn't what Christmas is about. So they're like, right. everybody learns the same lesson basically the exact same moment, which I think is an interesting way to do it. Yeah, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah I, I like that. It's like the I like framing it in a way where. Like, Christmas has become just who can buy the most stuff and we who can have the most holiday cheer and we're going to mm-hmm. do all of these traditions, which is, like, very much a part of our own culture. And then being right. called out by a little six-year-old girl and saying, hey, um, <laughs> this doesn't really feel like Christmas. It just feels like we're buying a bunch of stuff and getting worked up about a bunch of stuff. And right. then the Grinch is, ha- ha- like, has an adverse reaction in a poor way because he's the Grinch, but yeah. I, I like it. I think it's it doesn't awesome. handle his emotions in a productive way. <laughs> he's emotionally <laughs> stunted, if you will. Right. But After I think it's, I like it. Glass. I think that's like it's good for kids to see that to have like a perspective on Christmas that kind of makes the villain uh, affluenza, and that's that's dope. I love yeah. that. Right, yeah. I do think it creates a weird a weird mentality towards the who's where it's like the only person that you like like in this movie, like in, in like a moral way you like them. Like of course you like the Grinch because he's Jim Carrey and he's funny. But like the only one you have like a moral attachment to is Cindy Lou Who and then everyone, all the who's right. around her are assholes and the Grinch is also an I don't asshole, think... even though he's the funny, likable asshole, you know? like it, I don't it's... think that they're, like, meant to be framed in, like, that they're assholes. I think it's, like, the Jeffrey Tambor Mayor is definitely, like, he's the, the <laughs> real villain. Because yeah. he's, he's he was the bully catalyst. He's trying to get in the Grinch's love life. Blah, blah, blah. He's the one who doesn't want the Grinch to come at all. He's moving but... in on the Grinch's girl. I yeah. think, like, everyone else, they just react <laughs> as a mob, like, how people do, you know? Like, they yeah. they will get worked up about the Grinch being there because they are rightfully afraid of him because he has made it very well known that he doesn't like the Who's. He literally yells hate towards them every day. Or <laughs> right. So I, I can see why they wouldn't like the Who's, but, you know, they, they react in in ways that are normal to me. And they, like, they, they do in the end say, oh, yeah, we shouldn't be, like, so worked up about presents because that's not what Christmas has ever been about. Whoop, whoop. I don't mean assholes in the way that they react to the Grinch because the Grinch is the the magnum asshole in this movie. Like, he's, he's (laughs) a bad guy. He's a jerk to everybody. We have set up that he is the biggest asshole in town. He is make asshole of asshole mountain. He's the anti-hero. Yeah. But But so, like, I I don't mean that the who's are assholes and that they're wrong that they don't like the Grinch because we get why they don't like the Grinch. He shoves (laughs) a little girl into a present smasher machine. We get it. But, like, I mean, they're assholes in the way that, like, in that kind of mob mentality of when the 
the grown-ass mayor is shaming this little girl for wanting to show compassion to someone. And they're all like, yeah, right. there's a yeah. $2 sale at Kohl's? I got Kohl's cash! Like, everybody in this movie is a Karen, basically. Like, that mm-hmm. that's the kind of asshole that we're setting up, where it's like, right, I right. don't, they don't deserve the true Christmas because they're so into, they're just so into the commercialism, you know? But it also, you know, it also sort of posits that Karen's just need to take a step back. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Karen's are people too. Karen's are redeemable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just takes the Grinch stealing all their shit. So uh, I've got a, a a sort of proto game for you guys. Okay. Um, I, I'm I'm workshopping a new segment, and I've got I've it's a game that you guys play, and um. I, I have one I have one question for you this episode. Are you guys ready to hear it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. So I am going this is this is from uh the goof section of IMDB. I'm going to tell you a scene and I want you to guess what the goof that they are criticizing is. Oh. Does that make sense? Okay, sure. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. So the scene is when childhood Grinch uh, hold on one sec. So when childhood Grinch embarrasses himself and the kids all start laughing at him, um, there, according to IMDb, there is, uh, a major goof in that scene. What do you think it is? Okay, um. so in this scene, the Grinch, he comes in, he's wearing a paper bag on his head, mm-hmm. all of, he brings Martha May Huvier, a uh, very nicely crafted on gel for the top of her tree mm-hmm. an angle yeah see i uh, think yeah. i think i know what it is i think it's when he takes the bag off his head and he like messed up shaving i think the goof is gonna be that he still has hair on his face despite the stubble like tissue scrape marks i think that's what it's gonna be is that like they make fun of him for shaving but there's actually still hair on his face all right Final PJ, answer. do you have a guess my guess is uh, the book that the Grinch uses to cover up his face has a misspelled word on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm now going to read you this goof from IMDb trivia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Noticeably, during the Grinch's flashback, when Mayhu and the rest of the Grinch's classmates, except Martha, burst out laughing at the Grinch's predicament, even Miss Ruhu, the teacher, is giggling along. In real life, if students are acting so mean-spirited to a certain student, the teacher would actually scold them not to do so. Um, not if they're a green furry monster <laughs> who has a bag on their head. None of that child deserves to be bullied, am I right? <laughs> Why do you have a bag on your head? <laughs> yeah, that's what she does. Okay. Like, it's All right, just... that didn't... Didn't go over that well. It's fine. I'll keep workshopping it. <laughs> just sit, man. Just tr- try one more time. It's good. It's fine. Well, it's um, like, yeah. It. I mean, that just goes to show again that like everybody, there's no likable who's in this movie except except for Cindy Lou Who. Everybody's just kind of either mean or like annoying. Like his right. gay moms are just kind of like annoying and kind of weird. 
and like the teacher is a bitch and kind of annoying and like her parents are kind of bitches and kind of annoying you know her dad's like, awesome i love her dad her dad is like the dad is nice he's the just mom gets on my nerves sometimes her brothers Shannon... make me want to punch a hole in the wall i hate her brothers so much and they're weird i love martha mayhu martha mayhu is nice deep down she's just a damn coward yeah yeah martha mayhu she doesn't have the courage to speak up for what's right yeah, well, because well, she's also... too comfortable in capitalism because she's the rich yeah. one who gets everything. So she doesn't want to give up all the nice things that she does have in order to speak up for what's right. I love the scene where, like, what's the dad and Cindy Lou Who roll up and they're like, oh, your mom must be gone. All the lights are out. And she's just hanging literally every light she has because she's competing with Martha May Huvier. And then right. Martha May Huvier comes out and she's like, Oh hi, we're friends, neighbor. And then she holds up like a like, chandelier or something, and she's like, "Isn't this little antique so <laughs> darling? It's a hundred years old and it looks so good. Like it's just so stupid, but I think it's so funny." And then she has I that also... like gun that shoots lights. <laughs> and then yeah. she has a gun and she shoots them. <laughs> and then shoot each other. And they die. Yeah, that's the Tim Burton um, version. Yeah. <laughs> They've all got they've all got the squinty eyes and like the eye bags and are all like skinny and then they shoot each other. If yeah, yeah, Tim yeah. Burton made this movie, the Grinch would have a, a AK forty seven. Uh, Tim Burton, if Tim Burton directed this movie, then the Grinch would kill everybody. He would steal their lives instead of stealing their president. <laughs> if Tim Burton directed this movie, we would find out that the snowflake was Earth all along, and oh it was our God. fault that the things took over. I'm you still blew mad it up. Time. You maniacs! <laughs> you blew it all up. That's what he was doing. He couldn't God, the if, Okay, imagine, imagine in your apes. head, man on a horse on a beach, galloping away. He sees the Statue of Liberty sticking out of the sand. Except the Statue of Liberty is the Grinch halfway into the sand. <laughs> oh, that would be Does sick Mark as hell. Wahlberg, does Mark Wahlberg say you blew it all up, you maniacs, in the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes movie? I really hope so. I don't you think better, he does. Right? I don't think you he better does. do that. No, because so, that, that yes. was like a huge switch, a switcheroo. Oh. Because instead of the Statue of Liberty, it's um, it's the Lincoln Memorial, but it's an ape. Uh, wait, a hold, wait, a hold on. Wait, a hold on. Because the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes does a lot of like really intense sci-fi legwork where it's like actually doing alternate universe time travel bullshit. Like, okay, the but movie, I'm just, right? it's just yeah. the, the, the Ape Lincoln Memorial raises so Ape many. Ape Lincoln! Ape Lincoln. <laughs> Ape Lincoln raises so many fucking Abraham questions. Lincoln. Of <laughs> Ape yeah. slavery? Question mark? Yeah, I, I guess that is a good question. Well, yeah, know. Is that, that, that's yeah. the only question. Well, if oh, you, God, anyway. If, then in place, put the who's, who's really the slave? It's the Grinch. That's true. Slave to Christmas. Yeah. And taxis don't stop for him, so. Yeah, it's because he's a green. But he also burps people to death, so. <laughs> so, I mean. It's fair. I guess if I knew somebody who burped so bad that a friend of mine died, I probably wouldn't stop my cab for him. Yeah, I probably wouldn't want to be in an enclosed space Sorry, sorry if that's not PC for me to say, but it's just the truth. <laughs> sorry, snowflakes in the chat. We're just we're just spitting truths here about the Grinch today. What do you think the Grinch's podcast would be like? 
I think it would just be, I think that's just what Joe Rogan's podcast is. Yeah, that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. I think that. Maybe he <laughs> that like farts what... a few more times and he like burps. That's it. Yeah, I, there's a very fine line difference between the Grinch and Beetlejuice's characters, huh? Because I just yeah. we're like we're like one step away from making the woke Grinch. We're like about to go <laughs> over that hill, and I just I right. just want us all to understand that. Uh. But yeah, like on Grinch's podcast, he's always be asking somebody to like pull up weird conspiracy theories. Yeah. Not like QAnon stuff, but more just like, did you know that uh, electric cars, they actually, they, they told people not to make that because it would make them money. And you're like, maybe that's true, but like, I don't know. <laughs> and they just talk about that for like hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is your problem. But it would be about like Christmas cookies. <laughs> What'd you say, Adeline? Oh, it's just, is that, is that your big, is, are you talking, are you making a goof about that's what Joe Rogan's podcast is like, or are you making a new joke? It's both. It's, that's what Joe Rogan's <laughs> podcast is like, and that's what the Grinch's podcast would be <laughs> like he's also. Yes, he's yes-anding you, Adeline. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I just don't know fucking moment, anything about that podcast. <laughs> do we just want to say s- some bits from the Grinch that we think are funny? My favorite yeah. bit from the Grinch is when he goes and he pulls the cloth off of off of the table and all the stuff is still on <laughs> it and he walks back and throws them all into the floor. That is so funny. It's the best. That game. is like that is a ten point joke. Yeah, it's like a perfect joke. I still think my favorite line reading in this movie is when Cindy Lou Who, like they're whatever I don't. It's like later in the movie they're like running around in a crowd. And the dad is like, everything going okay, Cindy Lou Who? And she's like, Dad, I've been thinking about the hoobalation, and I think I might do something drastic. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, that's nice, honey. <laughs> I heard that for the first time today, like, with Father, my adult I'm ears. Violence. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just so, so good. And then her mom runs up, and she literally stole a traffic light. She's like, look, for my display. <laughs> and then they're just it's crashing cars. It's funny. It's fun. Yeah, There's so many good bits. When Jim Carrey dresses up as Ron Howard. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good, too. Pretty good stuff. What's your motivation? My favorite is always... Oh, well, I have a lot. I have a lot. I feel a lot of things about this movie, but I really love when he's, the like, yelling out in, into the, the echo. echoing chamber. Oh, right, and the echo's the, coming back. I'm an idiot. You're an idiot. That's funny. Great. That's, that's funny. Pretty that's good. that's yeah, that you. eight-year-old humor that's stuck with me. <laughs> I gotta say, I do and think like, the little girl who plays Cindy Lou, who I she grew up and had a goth face or something. I can't remember, but it's she she does a pretty good job in this movie of just like being cute and having pathos and like talking to people. Like she does, I think she does a pretty good job in this movie, and it's not the hardest role for a child actor. I think it's a pretty easy role for her. And she does a good job. Her fucking singing, Where Are You Christmas, just <laughs> is the most annoying thing on the planet. <laughs> it's bad. It's, it's real so bad. bad. I think it's, it's the less annoying the than the Faith Hale version, though, that, like, plays immediately but, after like, the movie's over. They're both real bad, though. They're, they're not both good. bad. And it's like... But the thing about a child singing, Where Are You Christmas, is that she's, like seven there's not like this is just christmas for her there isn't a christmas that she used to know you know because you would have right, been like four fair. and you don't have memories from that no, other it's than five-year-old like, christmas like man consumerism has really taken over my christmas experience in the last 
two years. Yeah, like really. <laughs> like you know, she's like, man, I remember when I was little and Christmas was real. It's like, do you mean last year? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's so, fair. It feels like we are running out of steam a little bit, which is fine. We've got a, we've, because we've passed an hour. We're good. Have we? We're at seventy. On recording. On recording. Huh? Um. Well, just just to say that all all I've got an ace in the hole. I've got an atomic bomb. Okay. And okay. We're, we're just gonna we're just gonna get angry at each other, but I think people are waiting for it. In our last Grinch episode about the Illumination Grinch movie, uh-huh. in which Adeline and I just got angry and screamed at each other yes. for uh-huh. an hour. Uh, I famously said. That I thought it was fucking, and I still stand by this, that it was fucking stupid that they, like, gave the Grinch a sad backstory in the Illumination Grinch movie, to which you countered, but they do that in the Ron Howard Grinch movie, too. And my stance then still holds, which is that this movie is basically a shitpost. It (laughs) is all just a, a long extended bit. It's not meant to make you... It's not meant to, like... Okay. Because in yeah. in Illumination's The Grinch, they cut... They... In, in a tense, emotional moment, they suddenly zoom in through Benedict Cumberbatch Grinch's eyeballs as if to illustrate this is taking place in his memory. And you see the fucking snowy orphanage doors slamming shut because he's getting kicked out of the orphanage or whatever. And then you pull back out and he starts to cry or some shit. And it's like, that's nonsense. The the context of the Illumination film is that he's just, he's gotten like thrown into the tree, he's fallen out of the tree, and he's in that huge crowd at the Christmas tree of people being super loud and celebrating. And honestly, that scene reads like he's having a panic attack. And then he has that flashback to Christmas where he learned that he grew up in the orphanage and he didn't celebrate Christmas and everybody else celebrated Christmas. And that's why he hates Christmas. Because, like, he never got the affection that everybody else got. And I still think that you don't like that it's an emotional beat, but I think as an emotional beat, it is fine. My argument, and this is the argument that I stand by, is that that scene of the flashback is very, very short. It's a very small scene. It's a very quick scene. We do it, and then we move on. This movie spends a full 20 minutes going over the Grinch's backstory, and I would argue that you are supposed to feel some emotions. They do the same baby Grinch climbing up the snowy mountain shot. They do the same Martha Mayhew picking up the broken angel and looking distraught. I argue that it is also an emotional beat. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think there is a very big difference between uh, (laughs) the Grinch has dead parents and grew up in a horrible orphanage where he didn't get to have Christmas presents ever. And the Grinch, baby Grinch was so ugly that he tried to shave his own face and cut himself up all bad and all the little kids laughed at him. And he came to school with a bag on his head and made an angel out of broken glass for a cute girl. Hold on, Jackson. One of those you things... are intentionally ignoring the emotions of that scene of a child being ostracized and bullied so badly that they fully run away. Is, my point is, one of them is silly and goofy and funny, and any emotions within that are something 
that is interesting and in some way creative. And I think that the Grinch having dead parents and growing up in an orphanage is the laziest, simplest, most rote, disappointing backstory you could possibly ever give the Grinch. If you give him one at all, which I still don't think you even should be doing in that movie. But you should. Okay. I'm saying. No, hold on. <laughs> I was saying that. But like. It, it makes sense in this mod. We're trying to kind of break it a modern story. Like we're making like Cindy Lou Who's mother a single mother. Like we're trying to single modernize mom trying it her best, and making it dogs. relatable for the kids today. It's right, just right. I think it's a fair thing to be like. Okay, so the the reason that we're making that the Grinch hates Christmas so much is because everybody else celebrated it and he never got to celebrate it. But we're like, okay, well, why didn't the Grinch celebrate Christmas with everybody else? Like, why would that happen? And they're like, well, maybe he didn't have parents. Maybe he grew up in, like, an orphanage. And we're like, okay, great. That's why he didn't get to celebrate Christmas. And we tell you that, and then we move on, and then we get to his other motivations for why he specifically steals it this year. And, like, they do the exact same things. We tell you, we give you a sad bit of his backstory, and then we give you more reason for why he's actually doing it this year. May I posit that neither of you are white, right? And here's why. Here's, I have, I'm prepared. Okay, here's why. Because textually, we can see in the book and every version of the Grinch therein that the re- no one quite knows the reason why the Grinch hates the whole Christmas season. It could be mm-hmm. perhaps that his shoes are too tight. It could, it's he's always hated Christmas just internally he's just even if he didn't hate it he didn't have a liking towards it you can see that when he's a kid he's not into christmas the only thing that makes him want to be interested in christmas is martha may huvier because she's like "Ooh, if you give me a present i'll kiss you or whatever that whole plot point is the only reason that he doesn't love christmas is because his heart is too small it's three sizes too small so all of Mm -hmm. the conjecture that the movie gives and this movie specifically isn't why the grinch hates christmas it's actually how the grinch got up to mount crumpet and is a uh alone now that's the only thing he already hated christmas but now he mm-hmm, just has mm-hmm. a vendetta towards it mm-hmm. right I, I would argue that having the original in the original book saying that like it the way that they say it is they're like the grinch always hate christmas and are like don't ask why because we don't know maybe it's just all these things maybe he's just a grumpy guy i think right, that right inherently makes you want and wonder an actual reason why. And I don't think it's ridiculous that either movie tries to give a real answer. Because saying that the book doesn't give you an answer and doesn't want to give you an answer, I think it's fine. But I think it inherently makes you wonder and want a real reason. So I don't think it's bad for the movies to try to give you a real answer. I think it is. It's not important. <laughs> I think it... Well, I think you it too, Jackson. <laughs> I think in a feature-length film, it is important, but I also think that the whole point is that the Grinch hates Christmas, and they're gonna. We already know yeah. the end point, well, so, it, so whatever plot you're gonna find is is always gonna be. He hates Christmas because it made him sad. Yeah, well, it's, if you're making down to make a full-fledged Grinch movie, you're like, all right, we got 30 minutes of a story, and we're gonna expand it. I think the first thing that you would choose to expand when making the full movie would be, why does the Grinch hate Christmas? Because that would be, like, the first question. It's, like, the first line of the book, and it's the first thing you're going to do in the movie. So I think they would, like, try to come up with an actual answer. That doesn't seem that ridiculous to me. But the answer that the animated Illumination Grinch came up with was literally 
the first reason thing why... you think of. Oh, uh, it's because his parents are dead. Uh, it's because of dead parents. Uh, his parents he, are dead. That's why he hates he Christmas. He doesn't hate Christmas because his parents are dead. He hates Christmas because everybody else was celebrating Christmas without him and acted like why he was wasn't that? a part of Christmas. Why? And why was that? Because he was in the fucking orphanage, Jackson. Oh, interesting. Why was he in the orphanage? I'm gonna fucking go. I'm gonna fucking drive to Salt Lake City and strangle you. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> just like Tim Burton's Grinch would do. Yeah, mm-hmm. Look, I'm gonna shoot you just like Tim Burton's Grinch. I'm just <laughs> just saying that uh, Illumination's Grinch uh, sucks. It ki- it kisses the dog's butthole. Hot it's take, how bad hot it take, is. hot takes tonight. Uh, it's very bad, very bad film. Keisha, have you seen it? No, because I everyone I know tells me it's bad. Okay, yeah, so it's for my, so bad. I can't fucking believe that I have to defend this movie because let me. I don't <laughs> think that the Illumination Grinch is the best movie in the world, but everybody says that it sucks shit, and I don't think it sucks shit. I think it's pretty it does okay. Suck shit. Okay, but what's the point of making a pretty okay movie that already has two other versions? Yeah. Here's the thing. Like, what are you adding to the discussion? What are you you giving the kids that they don't already have? They're giving them a modern interpretation that they can relate to. And what's the point of casting Benedict Cumberbatch? (laughs) What's the point of casting Benedict Cumberbatch as the great Jimmy? That's fucking hilarious. Uh, Are you kidding me? That's so good. I hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.hate.h
like uh, kids toys and stuff like that. Like I think it's super cool and imaginative and fun and it's a pretty movie to look at. I think the colors of the movie are really great. And I don't think it's a perfect movie. I think it has a lot of problems. I think it can be boring at sometimes, but it's not a huge sack of shit like everybody keeps trying to say that it is. Okay, I agree. I think the Illumination animation is good. I think that they still struggle. I don't, like when I close my eyes and picture Illumination animation, it's just too bright. I think that they really struggle with lighting. Not in that it's not light enough, but it's too light most of the time. But it's also a children's, like, animation studio. So I'm not going to be mad about that. But yeah, it's, it's not the animation. It's the writing and the marketing and the pacing and the plot. Wait, well, hold Keisha, you just said you haven't pandering. seen it. You don't know what I'm talking about are Illumination in general, not just the Grinch. I'm sure the Grinch is fine. No, it's but not. But is it worth it? Is it worth it? Okay, fucking Jackson, when we started off that podcast, you were like, this movie's pretty okay. And then as soon as I said that I like something about it, you were like, actually, it sucks shit. That's not true. That is true. Watch That's the not podcast. true. This is Jackson has been bullying me about the <laughs> Illumination <laughs> Grinch movie for a full year. A full year. Because that movie blows. It doesn't. It's pretty okay. There are parts of it that I enjoy. Mom said that parts of it were funny when we watched it the other day. So take that. Did yeah, you watch it again? Because your it was on TV and Mom likes- wanted to watch it. But your mom also likes Ladyhawk, and that's just a bad movie in general. So, Keisha, if I you love- tell my mother that you don't like Ladyhawk, I think she might actually cry. Oh, I never said that. I love Ladyhawk. <laughs> it's the best movie ever. We should do Ladyhawk for the 100th episode. And just bring our mom on. Yes. Or for Mother's that's, Day. That's a good pitch. We gotta do a Ladyhawk podcast with our mom. Lady Hawk Mother's we gotta, Day. We could do Ferris Bueller's Day Off with Dad. Yeah, maybe. I'm trying to think what we would want to bring Dad in on. Top Gear. <laughs> he likes World's Fastest Indian. That's a good movie. Uh, yeah, anyway. Okay, well, anyway. Ian, don't ever say anything about Lady Hawk being alright. It's the best movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> so... Any final thoughts about how the Grinch stole Christmas? You're so Ron mean Howard? to me. Should we talk? Should we acknowledge Hillbilly Elegy at all? What about it? Just that it is the worst and so... Pro- it's the Ron Howard movie. Oh, is and it? Yeah, it's so bad. It's just like based on a fucking memoir by J.D. Vance... Who's just like, oh, my fucking, my family, they sucked and were poor, and I got out and became rich, and the only reason that they're still poor is because they were dumb. And What's the Panic at the Disco song? I think it's the High High Hopes for a Living song, where it's (laughs) like, I fucking did it, I did it, me, look at me, I'm famous now. I I did it all by myself. You all by myself. I'm famous now. Look at me with my money. Thanks, mom. I did all by myself. That's what that whole album is, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, it's just I don't know. I'm gonna come out with a video sometime in the next week where I talk about it at length in my full stream ahead video. But like, it's just so bad, and it's so deeply misguided and problematic to use an annoyingly overused word. But like. 
I don't know. It just like colors the way I look at Ron Howard differently afterwards. You know? Oh. Yeah, it's like and oh, like, Ron Howard hates poor people. <laughs> it's not even that. I mean, I don't know. It's the kind of movie because that book sold a bazillion copies. And it's worth noting that the guy who wrote that book is not a sociologist, is not a scholar by any means. He's like a fucking stock trader. And, like, he basically, it's just this one guy's isolated experience and opinion that became a best-selling book. When he's not qualified to be speaking on poverty, besides that he was once impoverished, you know, he doesn't know about the broader structures in play. He doesn't know about the real underlying. Yeah, he's not, he's not educationally qualified to write this story, but he did. And, you know, it came out right after Trump got elected and everybody was like, oh, we got to understand middle America better because clearly there's something we're not getting about this whole thing. And like, I don't know. I'm sure this was a movie that they were just putting together. It's like, hey, do you want to do this? You'll probably win an Oscar for it. And I'm sure Ron Howard was just the guy to be like, yeah, sure. And somebody else wrote it and he just directed it. And Amy Adams plays his poor, like, drug-addicted mom like this fucking just totally manic psycho who has no self-awareness and no no understanding of the world around her who just, like, can't help but just be abusive to everybody around her at all times for no reason and it's the worst you guys haven't seen it it doesn't matter (laughs) it just fucking blows and like it's i don't know it's just the worst we don't need to continue talking about it um i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and start looking up a review i love the grinch it's in my top five christmas movies i watch it every year um it's the best even if it's not that good my number one Christmas movie is the the Muppets Christmas Carol. It's the best Christmas Carol movie, and I will fight anyone on site. I agree. It is the right. best Christmas Carol. God, if you All haven't right, seen I... Muppets Christmas Carol, fucking watch it. It's so good. It's literally Michael Caine gives the best performance of Scrooge. It's so good. The like ghosts of like Christmas past, present, and future are like the most dope puppets they're so cool it's so good fucking gonzo and rizzo as the narrators it's so fucking good watch the muppets christmas carol watch the muppets christmas carol and while you're while you're at it i also invite you to like comment subscribe if you're watching on youtube (laughs) um please if you're interested follow us on twitter at at no nerds pod or follow adeline at Hollow back horse or Jackson at Pepper nope 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 Jepper Pack like Pepper Jack but switched and you can follow oh, just me. a little quirky a little twisted you can, you can follow me at the real Slim Shady that's not true I don't have a Twitter if you follow that person it's not me um, and also Keisha just does tell not us share their views. Tell us what you think your favorite Grinch is. What's the best Grinch? Is Illumination overrated or underrated? Please let us know by writing a review. Thank you very much. <clears throat> okay, I found my thing. Okay, and by cool. the way, just people hanging out in the chat, we really appreciate it. Our our channel has been sort of blowing up. I mean, relatively blowing up the last <laughs> couple of weeks. Um, and there were fucking like four or five like new people we don't like recognize in the chat today. 
which yeah, good to is see so you, Kevin cool. the Little Monster. Yeah, yeah Kevin <laughs> the Little Monster and Headquarter Productions and Michael Boydston, who said in duh in the chat a little while ago, and I wasn't sure what that was about. I didn't draw attention to it. I don't know what that was about, but he was there. And I saw him leave would... some comments on some other videos, too. I would just like to apologize to Headquarter Productions because I don't think we talked enough about the lesbian representation that was happening in this movie. <laughs> just low key, no one ever talked about it with the two moms, and that's fun. That's great. And it's Mitchell Mitchell showed up and asked if we were talking new Grinch or old Grinch, and we told him. That was a good memory. <laughs> oh, memories. And flashback. We just, just, we just appreciate you guys, and, we, and we're really happy. And of course, Ian and Cade are great, too. We but you've always been here. Yeah. You guys are old ones. news now, though. <laughs> I see um, you in the chat and I throw up because I'm like, uh, of course. I don't uh, throw up. Hit me back when it's uh, not Cade. <laughs> That's what I say internally. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, do you guys want to hear a, a one-star review of How the Grinch Stole Christmas? I do. One star. Okay. Yeah. So this, this, this review comes from uh, Letterboxd.com. And this person says, Scary, scary, dumb movie misses the point of the book. Too long, stupid, kill me, half a star. (laughs) Stupid, stupid, kill me, bad, scary, stupid, scary, scary, bad. Husbands, starfish. (laughs) The book was better. Free pizza, free pizza. <laughs> I just want to know right. what this. What are the scary parts of this movie? I guess that dragon head when Max is barking through it. Dude, that guy. That's pretty scary. I but you know, I was a Tim Burton. I think Jim Carrey is my sleep paralysis monster. Actually, I think Tim Burton is my sleep paralysis. Oh, monster. maybe we should circle back because I feel like there's an important element of this movie that we haven't considered yet. What is it? I'll I'll, I'll graph this out of the podcast later. Okay. Is the Grinch hot? No. Yes or no? No. And the, no. 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 Period. No. Point you don't think there's anything no. there at all? No. No. He's like a man. No, it's like Jackson. the man childest man child that Jim Carrey has ever played. He fuck. It's like it's <laughs> okay. not. It's not like Beetlejuice where he's got some like charisma behind him. It's not that. He's just. Li- it's literally everybody hates him. He's gross and stinky. <laughs> he's weird, fat, and tubby, and he's a furry man, and he fucking hates his dog. And it's just, he's no, no Jackson. Yeah, I don't know what Tony <laughs> okay. the Tiger was thinking when he even said yes. To yeah, Tony the, the Tiger can do so much fucking better. Are you? That's kidding probably me? why they broke I up. I think. I just think. Like, out of ten, he's like a five or a six. He's got a little bit of Beetlejuice charisma. No, I think I don't, he's no. a three. He's got enough Beetlejuice charisma to move the needle. No, 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 no. Personality I think 10, a lot of people three. would disagree with you. I think Tony the I, Tiger could do way better than the Grinch. I think that Tony the Tiger and the wolf from Coke, or from the cookie cereal, I think that's the power <laughs> couple of 2020. Oh, yeah. Right. I agree. Like, that, that twink bear solidarity, you know. Okay. What about the sugar pops bear, though? Kane, do not send me fan art. <laughs> Don't do it. Kane, no. Okay, we're done. My name is Jackson McMurray. My uh, my name is Keisha Rhodes. I'm going second this time. <laughs> are we gonna Adeline? say the thing? Is the <laughs> Adeline? Are you there? Oh, did I die? What and happened, Adeline, Adeline? McMurray? <laughs> say your name. Holy did fuck! Did Tony the Tiger get her? Hello? 
what, Adeline? Say your name. I what the fuck? I thought you couldn't hear me. My name's Adeline. I hate the world. <laughs> okay, and this is no nerds allowed. Make her no nerds so, allowed. I thought you I couldn't so hear scared, me. That's Adeline. why I was saying hello and what because I thought you couldn't hear me. <laughs> we couldn't hear you for a little bit, and we got so scared we didn't know what happened to you. <laughs> you guys are gaslighting me.